Hey guys, welcome to the Fahim Mujahid podcast. I'm your host, Fahim Mujahid. I'm a mental conditioning and human performance coach, but more than that, I'm a father, husband, family member, and friend who draws a lot of inspiration and passion from pouring into other people. Listen, I've been on this journey of self-evolution myself, and I find that with each opportunity, if one's passionate enough, you can find ways to not only enrich the lives of others, but find your way to your true north. I find so much inspiration from growing and learning and doing whatever I can to expose my own wounds so that we can collectively heal together. What I want for this podcast is an opportunity for me to use it as my offering to shifting the energy, the focus, the consciousness of the world that we're all experiencing, the world that we're all living in. It's a place that I want to grow with you so that we can all grow and become the best versions of ourselves. Welcome all. Hey Tribe, what's going on? Fahim Mujahid here, and thank you for tuning in for another episode of the Fahim Mujahid podcast. So on today's show, we're talking about the power of influence and how to clarify the three feedback loops to assist in creating the life you desire. Um, so obviously the root word or the word that we're going to focus on, the power that we're going to focus on is influence. Um, me and this word go, ha, you know, we go back. We have a lot of a lot of history. Um, for those who don't know, uh, several years ago, I'll probably say almost 12, 13 years ago, I um, decided to or I had the, the inspiration to create um, a fitness company out west and I um, started calling it Influence. And throughout the years, it's changed this application and, and the way in which it powerfully serves others. But nonetheless, I've always been drawn to that word. I've always been drawn to that word. And through the ups and downs, just my own growth process, through the impact of individuals that I've been blessed to work through or work work with, um, that word influence has always been a key component. I, I always try to find ways to, whether it be movement, mindset, meditation, yoga, um, or just conversation. I always try to find ways to powerfully influence the people in my community, the people that I'm servicing. So if you were to look up influence um, in the dictionary, what you're going to find is the capacity to have an impact or the capacity to have an effect on the character development or behavior of someone or something. All right. So the capacity to have an effect on the character development and behavior of someone or something. You know, and that's the thing, right? Like, I mean, influence and what we draw influences from is all around us. We have the ability to influence one another. We have the ability to be influenced by our communities, um, our conversations, what we intake. So that's why I felt like was really powerful for us to kind of connect to today, because I think that a lot of times when you think about influence, when you think about the power of influence and how it plays a huge role in not only what we create and what we manifest in our lives, but also the frequency that we're operating on, how we feel, right? And if you're not feeling powerful, if you're not feeling good, if you're not digesting the right things on a consistent basis, it's hard to demand or work towards getting the most out of your relationship, most out of your life, most out of your career, so forth and so on. So I want to spend a little bit of time talking about that powerful word today. So in a book I read recently, um, titled The Compound Effect by Darren, um, by Darren Hardy. You know, he did something interesting where he broke down the different components of how we as human beings, how we're influenced. And I was so, um, I don't know, I, I, it was refreshing to hear his, hear how he broke it down and, and to hear it in that, hear it broken down in that way, right? It wasn't anything that was said 
um, it wasn't any new information. It was the application of that information that stood out to me the most. And Darren breaks it down in this way. He said that there's, we as human beings, everyone's affected by three kinds of influence. The first kind of influence is input, right? So what you feed your mind, what you feed yourself on a day-to-day basis, weekly basis, monthly basis, yearly basis. The second is our associations, the people we spend our time with, right? So that's family, friends. It could be people that we DM or we communicate with via social media. And then the third and final is your surroundings, right? The surroundings in your current um, environment. Now, surroundings could mean definitely like the people in your environment, um, but it can also mean the things that are within your that are within your surrounding that stimulate or feed a certain thought process or, or or way of influence, right? So if there's, for example, if your environment is cluttered with newspapers or um, cluttered with uh, you know with with magazines depicting you know vile images of whatever, or if your environment is filled with you know negative negative power words, um, right? certain other elements other than people in your environment when it when you start thinking about your surroundings um there's 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 many layers to that so i will explore that a little bit later but today we want to commit to um the first one which is input right so we're going to spend today just kind of getting clear about what it meant what's meant by input and how we could start putting together some of the pieces um to making sure that we're becoming more intentional about what we're putting in um, because what we put in impacts what we see for ourselves, but also what we create, right? So when you think about input, you know, I want you to think about, you know, just think about the whole, you know, the statement garbage in, gar- garbage in, garbage out, right? So what I mean by garbage in, garbage out is that a lot of times, you know, when you think about kind of like what we digest, we're constantly thinking about, okay, nutrition, right? Through the lens of what you consume throughout the day. Now, I think it's important to be intentional about understanding that what you put in your body is going to impact the way in which your body operates, um, the thoughts that you have, um, the way you feel in your body, whether you feel controlled, power, whether you feel weak, lethargic, right? Whether you feel overweight or get overweight or whether you feel um, fit and, and, and lean, whether you feel clear in thought or whether you feel a little bit cloudy, right? So everything that we put in our bodies, not just nutrition, has an impact on how our body operates, right? So when you think about garbage in, garbage out, I want you to automatically connect to obviously the things that we usually run straight towards, right? So we're talking about, you know, we're talking about the news, right? We're talking about the news and the TV shows. We're talking about the junk food and conversations. We're talking about certain elements of social media. We're talking the TikTok videos. We're talking all that. We're talking all that. And, you know, and if I'm being and being intentional, you know, one of the things that I used to be really good at, and I realized that I've taken a step back and that's something that I want to be more intentional about creating a better relationship with because I realized it was powerful when I when I used to do it, was filtering and making sure that I wasn't consuming a lot of news. Like I was not spending time while I was in my car um, listening to news. I wasn't ending my day with news. I was very intentional about making sure that I was I was kind of guarding right standing guard of the information i was taking in because i knew that it was more than just receiving that information it was ultimately dictating and influencing my mindset my energy load my workload it was having an impact on all those things so i i valued um i valued the importance of it and i was at a time doing a really good job um standing guard um in that in that regard but it shifted a little bit 
And, you know, and I get this from, 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 from clients all the time, right? So, you know, ever since this COVID thing and the vaccine thing, and, you know, it, I started, I started to kind of muddy the line a little bit and spend a little bit more time listening to news because I felt like I was just trying to do it to stay informed, right? Needing to know what was going on on the, on the COVID front, how it could potentially impact my work, how can it potentially impact, um, you know, some of the, some of the organizations that I work with. And then as news of the vaccine started coming out, you know, you started, you know, you started wanting to stay on the front, on the, on the, on the, on the leading edge of information as it related to that, you know? So I had all the right reasons to start reintroducing news into my feed or into my influence. But what usually happens, you know, and this is, I wonder if you can relate, you know, when you turn the news on, you may be going there for one intention, right? But as soon as you're logged on, as soon as you're on and you're consuming in that information, what happens? It shifts to everything else, right? And even the way they communicate the COVID and the vaccine, they're not, nine out of 10 is gonna be led more on fear and the negative effects and how there's dissent within our communities and people who are for it and who are against it and how there's arguments and, and how there's judgment and how, right? There's always negative leaning, right? And then on top of that, you know, you, you, you're, you're consuming a lot of garbage in the commercial breaks. You're also consuming a lot of additional um, additional negativity that you didn't necessarily go there for, right? You're hearing about the war and 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 um, overseas. You're hearing about the hunger. You're hearing about, right? You're hearing about the violence in certain cities, right? So you're starting to get this influx of negative energy or negative, um, um, negative influence that prior to that, I was doing a much better job reinforcing those boundaries. So those boundaries begin to start widening a little bit. And then you forget, you forget, to prioritize their importance. And what you have to understand is that, and this is something that I, I when I came across, I was like, okay, cool, I, I, I get that. And it was said by the author that the brains are, our brains are not designed to make, our, to make us happy, right? And I was taken aback when I read it the first time, I was like, wow, your brains are not designed to make you happy. And what, what the author was trying to convey or communicate is that our brains are designed for survival. So therefore, your brain is always on the lookout for lack and or attack. Where is there potential opportunity for us to, to lack, to not have enough, to be left out? And where are we, where are we feeling as if there's a potential um, threat or, or negativity that could potentially impact our safety? Where are we feeling attacked? Right. So therefore, your brain is always going to be programmed in a way that seeks out those negative experiences, those potential negative lack outcomes and attack outcomes. Right. So when we add our, our own devices to that, when we add the news, the TikTok, the social media, when we add all those elements without being intentional, what ends up happening is we end up creating the perfect, perfect playground for those negative influences to start. Not, not just to become a part of what we're digesting, but to become a part of what we become, what we allow to influence how we're feeling and how we're living our lives. And the thing about like controlling like the things that consume, the thoughts that consume your brain, the reason why it's so difficult to do is because the majority of what we intake, the majority of what we consume is unconscious. So it's hard to change something when you're constantly operating on that subconscious level and you're not on, on top of that, you're constantly being triggered or stimulated by your environment, right? 
So although we may not be able to change certain aspects of how our brain function, we can definitely look towards changing our behavior. Right, and if we can be intentional about the behavior that we have, if we could be intentional about creating healthier habits, then we could be, um, we could play a more significant role um, with being intentional about how we're being influenced. And I think whether you want more out of life, whether you want more out of your career, whether you want more um, from yourself, I think we first have to start looking at our behaviors. Right, I think we're not separated in what we desire. Right, we're not separated for the things that. Um, that we yearn for, the things that are drivers for us or motivators for us. I think what separates those who achieve those and those who don't are their behaviors and their habits. So we're going to talk about four that I think would go a long way. If you if you're if you're like me, you go through certain moments where you feel like that influence, that impact of that influence is negative leaning, and you want to regain more control and be more intentional about shifting that back to. Um, something that's more beneficial, something that's more um, quote unquote constructive as opposed to something that's taking you away from and shifting you more into that of fear, worry, negativity. Here are a few things that I, I've, I've used and I've relied heavily on to somewhat change uh, my behavior and therefore change my, my thoughts and therefore change what I believe is possible for my life, change my frequency right, begins to start creating the outcome in my relationship with my life that I desire. All right, so so here we go. So the first thing is, you know, you want to stand guard. And what I mean by stand guard is similar to what I said as far as being intentional about everything that you're intaking, everything that you're taking in on a consistent basis. And we're not just talking about what you eat. Like I said, we're talking about what you read, the news that you consume, the TV show that you go to sleep, you know, looking at before bed, right? Stand on guard, protect, you know, protect the space between your ears, protect what you're taking into your life, right? So break that down into different days or different times throughout your day. Look at how you're being consumed or the influences that you're taking in in the morning, the afternoon, in the evening. You know, I, I used to, when I'm, when I'm on fire, as far as my alignment, you know, my my routine, my behaviors, my habits in the morning are are succinct. And they all have a powerful purpose, right? So I begin with prayer, then I do yoga, then I meditate, then I journal, then I read. Like there's a process to it. And when I do that process and I create those behavior patterns and it becomes habits, I feel unstoppable. Not only that, but I feel like I'm more in control of my life. But slowly but surely, what begins to happen is, like I said, I shift from doing those practices and 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 connecting to their significance, and I begin to start turning on news. Oh, I'm just hearing. Uh, let me just listen to a little bit. Or what did this person say about that? Right. And then what you start doing is those behaviors, those winning behaviors, start taking a back seat, and then you get a little bit further along and further along and further invested into those destructive behaviors, right? That then start to dictate the thoughts that you have and the actions that you take based off of those thoughts and what you believe is possible based off of those thoughts. And you get so far down the road, you look back and you're like, okay, well, how did I get here? So you want to stand on guard and think about and look at all the ways in which you're being influenced, all the things that you're taking in mentally. Um, the second thing, which kind of stand on guard kind of naturally flows into 
specifically going on a media fast, right? So fasting, doing your best to fast and control the amount of media that you choose to take in, right? Like social media included. Like I remember like for me, you know, there's a fine line between being inspired and, 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 and falling into the comparison trap. Like for a long time, there was, there were a lot of people that I would follow on Instagram that were really inspiring to me. And I had to, you know, I had to be honest with myself. I had to go back through that list one day and think about, okay, well, how many of these individuals are still inspiring me? And how many of these individuals are making it easier for me to kind of shift into that frame of comparison? Right, because that's not serving me. That's not creating the influence, the impact that I need or that I originally connected to these accounts for. So you're gonna to have to go through and kind of take account on a, on a weekly basis or a monthly basis to figure out what's serving you and what's not. So when I, when I say media fast, I mean all media fast. I mean news media fast, I mean magazines, I mean social media. So for me, fasting could look a little bit different for you. Like a lot of how I communicate is via social media. So a part of my fast was like legit going into my account, seeing who I'm following and like, like not following them. <laughs> you know, like being intentional about, hey, it's not, it has nothing to do with the person that I'm not following. It's just what I pick up, what frequency, what thoughts usually come out or what thoughts come to mind when I look at your account. Where do I go? Where does my mind go? You know, do I leave your account feeling inspired? Do I leave your account um, feeling, lit, feeling, you know, standing a little taller, not literally standing taller, but how am I, how am I left feeling by just being a follower of yours and being an intentional, being intentional about that. The third thing I think is important for us to um, have are what I call day dumps, right? So have a point throughout your day as you get probably to the later part of your day. It doesn't have to be at night. It could be right before you get off of work, although I like to do mine at night, where you're essentially, you're writing down or you're journaling down all the feelings or all the experiences that didn't necessarily go the way that you wanted to go, that left you feeling a certain way. And you wanna, and you wanna create a relationship or space um, between yourself and a sheet of paper to where you can dump all those things down. You can write all those things down. And we can go and we could go through the process of reimagining those experiences being a positive outcome in a later podcast. But right now, what you want to do is you want to get a lot of that stuff from out of your head onto the paper. Because a lot of times what we end up doing, I, I can't remember the average and I, I don't want to butcher it, but they say um, north of 80 percent of the stress, fears, angers, worries that we have each day are rollovers from the day before. So in essence, all we're doing is you know, replicating those same fears, stresses, anxieties, worries, right? So a day dump allows us an opportunity to completely unload with that, which we felt like we've been carrying, or maybe it's been hard for us to shake throughout the day. And the fourth component, which, you know, I think a lot of times gets overlooked, is our ability to analyze the self-talk, analyze your self-talk throughout the day. Like we all do it, whether we're conscious of it or not, we all do it. So analyze what are some of the things that you say to yourself? What are some of the things that you say are possible or possibilities for yourself? You know, what are certain beliefs that are being verbalized internally? 
about the world that we're living in, about our community, about your friend group, about the person at work, about what you're doing at work, about your career. Like, what does your self-talk like? Like, draw your awareness to your self-talk because how you're speaking or what you're carrying in that conversation or, or as you're talking to yourself has a huge impact on what you believe is possible for yourself and for your life. And I find when working with individuals, a lot of times the intention on that self-talk is something that usually gets overlooked. So that could be a really powerful opportunity to grow. All right, team. So there you have it. Those are my four. Cheers.